This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Big Taz and Jim kudos to Chelsea Handler. I love Chelsea. Yeah? She's hilarious. I follow her on Instagram. She just, she marches to the beat of her own drum. Doesn't (laughs) care what anybody thinks. She does her thing, Mm -hmm. man. It's refreshing. And apparently she's pretty generous with her fans. Uh, Pickering, Ontario, kind of got a shout out on international television thanks to Chelsea this week. Kind of got a shout out, Jim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was performing in Canada and she met a very special lady. Yeah, I had a woman at my show this weekend. I was in Niagara Falls and she was, and I started talking to her in the front row and I realized she was like this 79-year-old woman who had taken a bus in from a town called Pinkering, uh, which was like hours <laughs> away and, and she comes to this casino and she goes, I, and she's like, I lost my husband a year ago and I just come out and take the bus every few weeks to see comedy and I gave her my hotel room because I wasn't staying there and the Niagara Falls is lit up at night and so it's a beautiful view and I was talking to her before I knew her husband died I was like husband had died I was like oh my god take my room you don't have to take the bus home tonight stay here gamble hook up and when she came backstage she's like oh she told me the story about her husband I'm like oh my god I'm so sorry I told you to hook up she's like no I might actually hook up thank you (laughs) so that was cute I hope that little old lady from Pinkering, Ontario (laughs) was able to hook up. I hope so, too. Even if she had to hire an escort, I just hope she had fun. But she probably had the greatest hotel room of her life, because I bet you Chelsea probably got the president's suite at the Fairview or wherever she was performing. At the the Falls View? Sorry. And uh, like I bet you it was probably the top floor, probably the nicest suite they have. Yeah, the the headlining performer, I don't think they're putting in the basement. No, or just an average room, you know, it's not just like a normal room that a, a 79-year-old lady would rent out in in Niagara Falls. How did she get home the next day? I guess she had to get another bus ticket. Oh, yeah. Because the bus would have left <laughs> without her. <laughs> Chelsea pay for an Uber back to Pinkering? Yeah, true. Maybe she's still there. <laughs> Living her best life. That old lady's still on tilt. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. If you're having one of those days on the roads, you got a traffic tip for us, you can always call or text 1-833-829-6546. That's 1-833-TAZ-N-JIM. we got something that's going on on the roads right now, apparently. On the 401, the 401, just a typical day on the 401. You never know in Ontario what you see on the 401. Jacob, what do you got for us? Hey, uh, I just wanted to add to your 401 segment there. I was driving around the other day, and I was dodging corn. What? What happened? I was just driving along the highway, and then noticed this truck ahead of me. Just shucks of corn flying off of it, and all of a sudden, large pieces of corn started flying off the top. It wasn't secure, nothing was ripping down the 401. Now, Jim <laughs> Kelly is from Mitchell, Ontario, the home of Corn Fest. Yeah, yeah. This is your dream come true. You'd just open your mouth and see if you could catch a cob. Oh, my God. If I had a sunroof? Do some cob goblin. <laughs> if I had a convertible, I'd just be following all day. Free corn. Yeah, explain that to your insurance guy. So why is there a cob of corn through your front windshield? Did you, did you try and wave down the truck driver to let him know? Oh, believe me, I did. I got beside him, like, pointing behind him. And I did it twice. <laughs> and I was like, all right, I guess he's not slow. Now he's just smoking a vape, having a grand old time. <laughs> smoking a vape and losing his corn, only on the 401. Yeah, that's Ontario for you. On the 401, the 401, just a typical day on the 401. You never know in Ontario what you see on the 401. 
This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. We follow the sports here on the program. Try to. Yeah. Usually we're talking about the uh, the big leagues like the NFL, NHL, uh, NBA starts sure. uh, this week, you know, got the Raptors tonight. But sometimes we like to talk about the fringe sports because who knows, they could become the next big thing. Like, I wish I invested in pickleball about 10 years ago. Oh, you'd be a billionaire. <laughs> How about Dana White's Power Slap League? It's received approval from the commission in Nevada, <laughs> and there will be the first event planned, power slapping, in North America, late 2022. Wow. So I'm I'm impressed that Dana White is behind this because this is like the most amateur competition <laughs> seemingly ever. And when it first started, it was like in the bars and it was always a sketchy area. And then it slowly became well, like more arm professional. wrestling, right? It's, it's sure. one step up from arm wrestling. I'd say it's one step down, <laughs> but you can say up. <laughs> Big in the videos I've seen, are all from Russia. I'll let some it of the bigger like ones, but they're everywhere. I mean, every Eastern country Europe. seems to be doing it. But like the fact that Dana White's on it means that uh, it's going to be legit. Zero interest in ever taking part in a power slapping match. No, no, there is no winners. Well, yeah, I've seen guy, a few. There is a couple winners. If if you slap the guy out with the first slap, then you're the winner. Truly, I know. I know there's technically winners, but like it's so stupid. <laughs> there, I it, like you're just getting slapped in the face. It's just it's not an honorable sport to me necessarily because there's no real. I don't know. I guess I never really thought of it because I don't want to. Because it does take skill. I guess you have to have a strong jaw. You got to get them on the button, and you got to hit them real hard. So I guess there is skill. It's just <laughs> you need it's good aim. Weird. Uh, you're you're going to be betting on this, Jim. One hundred percent. I bet on cornhole. <laughs> I know. You can bet on DraftKings on cornhole, and I've done it. Haven't won. Here's but. here's another kind of fringe sport that you should be aware of, especially in this country, because the current champ is a Canadian. Have you heard about the Beer Mile World Championship? I have. This is in Belgium, and the eighth annual Beer Mile happened this weekend. You run four laps around a track, and before each lap, you have to chug an entire beer that's at least 5% alcohol. There is a little bit of uh, regurgitating that goes on at this event. And that's fine? Time penalization? uh, Yeah, I don't know if you get some time knocked off. I think you should. Just like when you throw up in the hot dog eating competition, it doesn't count and you get penalized. It, I think I could do this. It, it's not a bad strategy if you're going to barf, do it on the track, kind of like an oil slick in racing, <laughs> right? For your competitor. <laughs> you yeah, make the guy behind you wipe out. Um, but the concern is this year they've switched from glass bottles to cans of beer. And the competitors are complaining that it's a lot harder to chug out of a can than it is a bottle because it foams up a lot more. That is true, and the the spout doesn't work as good as a long neck bottle, but mm-hmm. you could shotgun it, no? Right, then that you got to have something on you to poke a... Sure, but you save time. Like poke that, a hole, If shotgun? it's about time... Yeah. I, I don't know if shotgunning is against the rules. And you do spill a lot with shotgunning. It's, mm. Shotgunning a beer is almost like Cookie Monster eating cookies. <laughs> how much how ended much? up in your mouth? Yeah, for real. exactly. How much of yeah. that cookie is ending up in your belly, and how much is just falling into your lap? Yeah, I'd say half, <laughs> maybe two thirds. But kudos to the the Canadian guy. He won second year in a row. 
Uh, last year, he set a new world record of four minutes and 28 seconds. Whoa! But this year, he finished 22 seconds slower, and it could have been because they were using cans instead of bottles. That's, that's the only variable that's different. But we're number one! Woo! Canada! This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Do you have a water bottle that you bring to work with you? I had one, but I lost a lid. Jim, you isn't that your Gatorade bottle sitting in the corner there? It is, but I lost a lid. So, so you don't drink out of that have, thing anymore? Now I have a water bottle like I bought at a store. Yeah. Uh, like, a, like a plastic throw-outable one, but I just keep refilling it. Oh, cheap. that's good. Mm-hmm. So it's not that throw-outable after all. Yeah. It's pretty common. I, I'm sure you listening, you probably have a water bottle that... You fill up at work. If you're feeling a little thirsty, you take a sip out of that thing. You get back to whatever you're doing, right? Hardly ever think about it. Do you leave your water bottle unattended at work? When you're gone from the office, is the water bottle still sitting on your desk? The answer is yes. It probably will never be yes after hearing this story. Oh, boy. Because mine's yes. You do leave your water bottle sitting in the studio when you're yeah, gone, don't you? every time. Yeah, I throw mine in my bag. I take it with me. A lot of people out here to get you. Yeah, you <laughs> what never know. I, 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 don't, I don't trust you in particular. <laughs> so a woman in Texas works at a doctor's office. And she noticed that the water in her water bottle tasted funny one day. And she was suspicious. So she got a hidden camera. Mm. Set it up in her office. And what she caught was the nighttime janitor putting his junk into her water bottle and relieving himself. Oh! But that's not the worst part of the story. Here's the woman talking to the local news station. I learned that I acquired an STD for which he has also come back as having tested positive for. He gave me an STD that I will have for the rest of my life. Nothing's going to change it. Nothing's going to make it better for me. In fact, I feel like for the rest of my life, I'm just going to have to be careful. Talk about a one-two punch. You find out that you've been drinking someone else's urine. Terrible. Isn't that what the drink was called? The one-two punch? (laughs) You have a glass of one-two punch? (laughs) Uh, And then you find out that because of it, you've got an STD. The janitor, Lucio Diaz, 50 years old, has been charged with indecent assault and aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. Oh, wow. Because it's a chemical, it's like a biological weapon, basically. Right. What STD can you get from urine, though? That's what I understand is happening here. I would never learn that in health class, that you could... You could catch something like that. That's that's news to me. This is this is the first time I've ever heard that. Yeah, usually I th- they tell you that you can't get an STD from a toilet seat, right? Yeah, but this would well, you don't dare generally lick the toilet seat and yeah. drink the, the water inside. Yeah, but I, still, I've never heard of this. She before. She didn't specify the STD. She says she doesn't know this janitor. She has no uh, understanding as to why he would want to do this to her, or if she was targeted specifically for some reason. Huh. It could have just been a guy who hates his life, and this was his outlet. Mm-hmm. But here's here's the this is the one positive takeaway here. If you catch an STD some other way. You can now try and convince your partner 
<laughs> yeah. No, the janitor must have peed in my water bottle, honey. <laughs> yeah. I, I have no idea. There's no other way I could have caught that STD. <laughs> I'm, I'm completely faithful. What's the janitor's name? Are you going to call the cops? Nah, let's move on with our <laughs> lives. Don't dwell in the past. Janitor must have peed in my water bottle. That's how I got it. <laughs> Anyways, this guy, he is now facing some jail time or possibly deportation out of the United States. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. We had a great time yesterday. Shout out to the uh, the Thai Cats organization. Tim Hortons Field. Jim and I were down there. Got to go on the field again. It, it is. It's a magical feeling when you're out on that grass. Yeah, especially when you didn't earn it. <laughs> especially when you, there's absolutely zero reason you should be there. <laughs> <laughs> you're um, getting away with something. But we had some fun. I don't, I don't know if you've noticed, if you've been to uh, the Ticats home games, but there's Y108 Taz and Jim promos that run on the big screen during the games that we've been filming. And we went down to film uh, some more with a couple great guys, the kickers from the team. Mm-hmm. We're showing us a thing or two yesterday, Jim. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Seth and Mike are the two kickers. And I've never really kicked a football before. You know what I mean? Like, I've done it like a little bit in a, in a schoolyard, but I never was taught how to do it properly. Uh huh. So it was interesting to try and give it a shot. Mr. Humble over here. I don't want to give too much away. Watch the big screen at the next Tie Cats game. Mm. You may see how Jim did. I'll tell you it was better than me. <laughs> I, re- I realized yesterday, I probably haven't kicked something in years. Kicked something? Well, like, no, I, I kick a soccer ball around with my kid. But, sure, yeah, but yeah. Not, You're not hoofing it. I haven't kicked something as hard as I can in, yeah. in quite a while, and it really showed. Yeah, I luckily am a <laughs> soccer goalie, so half my job is putting the ball down when the yeah. ball goes out of bounds and then, and then kicking it hard. So yeah. like, I have the kind of half thing there. They kept moving it back. And I think you'll be very impressed to see how far Jim was able to put him through at Tim Hortons Field. If there's any high school teams looking for a kicker, I've, I always want to do a 22 Jump Street thing. <laughs> 21 Jump Street, whatever it was. Yeah, Friday yeah. night you got uh, you got Ottawa and Hamilton. Oski Wee Wee should be a good one. <laughs> <laughs> should we, we should tell the story too about the variety store we stopped at. Oh yeah. <laughs> so we're in the Hammer, stopped at a uh, variety store. Boss Brad wanted to buy some lotto tickets, which is known as a uh, a radio worker's pension plan. (laughs) (laughs) So we we stop at this variety store. Jim and I are waiting in the truck. Brad goes in to buy tickets. Apparently in the store, there's some guy who's not wearing shoes, and he seems to be on something. Mm -hmm. And he's at the, the till. It's just this one woman working in the store. Uh, this guy is acting strangely. Um, Brad gets the opportunity, as this guy's milling about the store, to say to the woman, are you okay? And she's like, no, no, he's high, he's high, do something, I, I don't know what to do. So Brad goes over to the guy, he says, hey buddy, I think you should leave. And after he says that, the woman behind the counter says, 
Yeah, he's a cop. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, this escalated. Yeah. And Brad's like, I'm, I'm a cop. <laughs> he's got, it's funny because if you know Brad, he's got, a, he's got like a silver ponytail. Yeah. He doesn't look like a cop necessarily. He's a big guy. He but. looks like he could be undercover. Speaking of 21 Jump Street. Undercover with a biker gang or something like that. I could see it. Right. Yeah. But he had his leather jacket on. You know, sure. he's been training for his boxing match. Yeah, yeah. Looks like a tough guy. <laughs> but he's a cop. <laughs> I, I know if you're impersonating a cop, you can get in big trouble. True. Can you get in trouble if someone else impersonates that you're a cop? Hmm. They project the cop on you? Yeah, and what if that guy's like, oh, I hate cops, and then charges you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you kind of put yourself in a sketchy situation there. Hey, buddy, you should move along. Listen to him, he's a cop! No, <laughs> I'm not! He's armed, <laughs> he's got a gun! It worked, though, the guy apparently left. Sure. Jim and I in the truck saw some guy with no shoes on walk out of the <laughs> store and mosey on down yep. the road. Tail between his legs. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Have you watched the, uh, the show Welcome to Wrexham? It's about Rob McElhenney from Always Sunny in Philadelphia and Canadian superstar heartthrob Ryan Reynolds buying a football club in Wales. I, I just burned through the entire series. It's really good. Is it long? There's 18 episodes. Whoa. About 20 minutes each. Yeah, you did burn through that. Holy but it's, cow. It's, especially, I know you love soccer, Jim. I think you'd really enjoy the show. What really impressed me about watching these English soccer fans is how incredible they are at coming up with chants and cheers and songs mm-hmm. to sing in the stands and to pump up their team before and during a game. I know you've been to Europe, and and when you came back, you went and saw the Euro tournament. Euro Cup, yeah. When you came back, you were saying that the singing and and chanting is nonstop over there from their supporters. Yeah, specifically the British one, ones. They have one that's like, uh, Oh, take me home. Please don't take me home. I don't want to go away. <laughs> so they're like walking down the street, like uh, drunk as hell all day. You would hear that 24-7. Well, you've got, this is a sample. This so, is an yeah. example of a good soccer chant. The, the, the fans will pick a specific player on the team, write a song about that, and then I don't know how everybody learns it, but for some reason they all know they all the lyrics. They all know the words. Swedish on the free from PSG, he costs us zero, six foot five, and us he gets the red exciting. Set your city up, your ass, cause we are Man United. <laughs> it's pretty cool. You'd like to see that sort of uh, thing catch on in North America. Mm-hmm. Well, we're here to tell you it hasn't happened quite yet. Although some are trying, uh, World Series, Chase, Padres are in there, and San Diego Padres, Padres fans have gone viral for a song they have written to, to pump up their team. This is a bunch of what well, looks to be middle-aged dads doing a rap on television. <laughs> rap is very generous. I guess that's the closest to whatever it is. We're but using the term very loosely, but, oh, God, their families must be embarrassed. Philly going down to yellow and brown. That's what's in. Padres on the loose. Let's go, goose. That's what's in. Bryce gonna lose, and Manny's gonna cruise. That's what's in. 
Give Philly no slack and send them back. That's what's in. Hey, if you think it sounds bad, you need to see the choreographed dance moves oh, man. that these guys came up with. That's the worst thing I've ever heard. I think they, they must have a daughter who, one of them must have a daughter who plays baseball and they stole it from their daughter's team. Because I had two sisters who played baseball and they would do those little chants on the side all the time. And that's exactly what that sounds like. Even the inflection when he's doing Philly's it. Philly's going down. That's what's in. <laughs> Is that what's in, Jim? That's what's in, baby. That's what's in. And we're gonna cruise. That's what's in. Yeah, it's real like theater kid energy. You know, they're like doing like the hand, it, jazz hands. It, it, if This is how dads, this is how middle-aged white dads rap. And I know because <laughs> I'm one. If you can say, if you make the uh noise before you rap, what you're you not mean? really... Like, a Philly's going down. <laughs> you know what I mean? I said a hip hop. <laughs> a Philly's going down uh, all over town. Uh, that's what's in. My name's a Taz, and I'm here to say I'm the rappingest fella in the U.S. of A. <laughs> that's what's in. <laughs> you're not really rapping. If you're doing the... No. Uh, I, uh, 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 <laughs> I can rap, too. A Scooby-Dooby-Doo. Yeah. How do you do? <laughs> At best, it's beat poetry. It's not rap. These guys. Philly going down to yellow and brown. That's what's in. <laughs> Padres on the loose. Let's go, goose. That's what's in. So mad. Bryce gonna lose, and Manny's gonna cruise. That's what's in. Give Philly no slack and send them back. That's what's in. Maybe one day you'll get there, American baseball fans, <laughs> but right now, you're no English soccer fans. Peacock. I want to see your peacock. 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 Your peacock. Your peacock. Your peacock. Are you brave enough to let me see your peacock? It's time for sports. Devin Peacock is our sports guy, and he's here. We're starting off the day with some baseball chat. Yankees beat the Guardians. Uh, they advanced to the ALCS. They played yesterday. They start today. There's no rest because they had that rain out earlier this week. That could be an issue as they get into the ALCS, but hopefully they've uh, calmed down a little bit from their win over Cleveland yesterday. At shortstop, Kiner Falefa. The flip to Torres, and the Yankees move on, and look at Torres mocking Naylor, mimicking that rock the baby motion. They were pretty riled up by Josh Naylor uh, from the Guardians celebrating in game four when he hit a home run. He was mocking Garrett Cole as he went around the bases, rocking a baby, saying that Cole was now his baby, and... He made him his. And is this a new insult? Like, I'd never heard this. I saw everybody losing their mind over this. Is it creative? Is it new? Is this something that goes around? I think it was just something that he decided to do, yeah. but it really got under the skin of the Yankees. You're because... my baby now. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, Glaber Torres, uh, when they won, he was rocking the baby and mocking uh, the Guardians, and then the players' wives and girlfriends had this social media post where they were rocking the baby. It's like, okay, guys. You also won the game, you know? Like, maybe uh, chill out a little bit. But the rocking the baby insult really seemed to get under their skin. So for everybody else, 
Remember that for next year. Yeah, mm. or going forward, who are the Yankees playing Astros. Now? The Astros should be rocking yeah. the baby because obviously <laughs> it ticks off the Yankees. But that's what you want from a celebration like that. You want it to get under the skin of your opponent. Absolutely. That's the whole—I mean, you're not—I mean, when Edwin Encarnacion did the whole pair thing, he wasn't necessarily mocking people, but other teams would mock the Jays because it got under their skin, and you want to get under the Jays' skin. The Guardians are trying to get under the Yankees' skin— and they succeeded. So I, ho- I I don't like the Astros, but I kind of want to see the Astros light up the Yankees and rock the baby a little bit. Hush, little baby, don't say a word. <laughs> Astros going to win the series of the world. <laughs> <laughs> and the first game of the NLCS was last night, Dad. Yeah, Phillies, Padres, and Philadelphia continues this surprising run they've been on. Uh, Philadelphia beats San Diego 2-0. Bryce Harper, Kyle Schwarber hit home runs. Schwarber hit a 488 foot home run last night. Uh, Phillies take the first uh, game of that series and they're three wins away from the World Series. I never would have thought it. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast.